0: Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Hoff. Well, that is right, my friends. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk, and it is good to be back. As you know, I hope, first first of all, I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. We were out last week, Uh, as you know. I got some things to say about that. My family and I, we went to Disney World, our 12, 10, and... Seven year old had a good time and Um we'll get to that in due course. But there's a lot that's happened, by the way. Email Todd at Toddovshow dot com. Questions, comments, feedback, and of course you can send the adoration and praise at any time to that email address. And it is um my pleasure to you know to to hear from you and to do my I do my best. I'm behind a little bit. There's some emails I've gotta to respond to, but I appreciate hearing from you and it's always good to do that. So, lots to get caught up on. Um, and the first thing I want to talk about is... There's a, there's several things I want to get to. But the first one is the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. The Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, which um, came down while we were gone. And I want to say a couple of things about that. First and foremost, I am grateful, I am encouraged... Um, to see a jury maintain composure and make the correct verdict and i I hate to, I really do i I am a purist in the sense. I don't like to comment on things that I don't necessarily you know I wasn't on the jury. Having served on a jury, my perspective may be a little bit different, but at the same time, they've you know they televised this stuff. Um, We've seen video evidence of the actual moment in question when Kyle Rittenhouse clearly exercised his right to self-defense using a firearm in the moment of truth. In fact, showing, I think, incredible restraint. But I don't like to comment on these things typically because I'm not on the jury. I don't have, I'm not involved in those conversations. I don't, you know, it's just a little bit different when you're there and get those instructions from the judge and have those deliberations and all that. But all that being said, it's televised, It's there's video evidence, um, and it's, it's clear. It's clear that Kyle Rittenhouse acted in self-defense. But I think, for me, as I've watched this um, somewhat... <laughs> casually i guess when we were out of town but at the same time following this for some time now um i am very concerned about some of the the comments i've seen some of the arguments people of course are irate thinking that this is an injustice and of course they make false analogies um they don't seem to have a grasp on the basic concept of self-defense. Many of these things starting with the argument that Kyle Rittenhouse should not have been there, which if you want to get right down to it, um, why is there such an eagerness to defend the people that are looting and setting fires, but someone shows up who's not doing that. In fact, said he was there, um, in part, to protect things and to provide first aid. He was not an actual paramedic, but he had had training, as we've learned throughout this this case or this trial. Why do the people doing all the looting and the damage have a right to be there and Kyle Rittenhouse not? And of course, the next thing that they will often say is he was breaking the law simply by having uh, that, that firearm, um, which turns out, is not the interpretation of the law. The judge even threw that particular charge out in the uh, in that particular trial, in the Rittenhouse trial. So there, there's just, folks, there's an anger. There is an anger and a rage and a hatred towards, I think, basic decency and common sense, especially if they were involved... Th- those things were involved in the founding of this great nation. I think that there is a disdain, a, a a loathing, an abject hatred of fundamental truth and common law and Western civilization and Judean Christian principles and values, and people – I I don't think they're in the majority, but there's more of them than I care to acknowledge and admit. I don't want to say acknowledge in the sense that I'm deceiving you, that's not what I mean, but I just don't want to accept in my mind that there are people that are this deranged who can watch those videos. I actually read I actually read some moronic interpretation of the events on the night of the, you know, when Rittenhouse fired his weapon in self-defense killing two perpetrators and injuring a third, vaporizing, as we've learned, his, his bicep. And it's just incredible, the, the, the interpretation of events. I, you know, I, I'm one of these people, I, I'm conservative, not bitter. I believe firmly, I, I, I am not the least bit intimidated by the other side's uh, logic and argument. I'm I'm in I'm I'm nervous I about said intimidated. That's not the right word. I I'm concerned about the consequences of that being implemented, and we can see the hellish results um, that the impl- implementation of their ideas causes in this nation. But I'm not intimidated by these by these jokers. By the way, I'm, as I'm speaking these words, I'm reminded of what Dr. Fauci said over the weekend. That he is basic, he represents science, and the Republican senators are anti science and they are going after him because he has a name and face and he basically is science. And just stupid stuff like this. I, I'm not in that, that, that analysis, that sort of thinking by the technocrats, by the authoritarians. And, and I had a good friend, actually, believe it or not, the hippie lib. The hippie lib sent me something, and there was a video of, I don't even know who it was, so I'm not trying to take, I don't know who the video, I have to check. But This individual said, the term liberal doesn't apply to these individuals, let's call them what they are, which is authoritarians. That's not a new concept, by the way. This has been happening for a long, long time. Authoritarians under the guise of something else, under the guise of making your life better, right? In the sense of, doing some sort of policy change or some finagling with the economy that's going to somehow change circumstances for average Joes walking about around the country. It does change circumstances for average Joes, but it doesn't change circumstances in our favor. It changes circumstances against what we're trying to accomplish. It puts obstacles between average everyday Joes and Janes, and prevents people or at least causes more obstacles and difficulties between individuals and the American dream. And we've really – again, you know that I, I, be, I believe this. I, that we, we have a worldview problem, my friends. It is not simply political, and that's what I was starting to, to say a moment ago. I, I'm okay. People can have different opinions. All right? My problems begin when you begin to force me to adopt yours. And by the way, I'm not going to force you to adopt mine either. That's why I believe in the power of persuasion, the value of truth, the ability for truth to pierce through even the, the, the thickest of armor. Now, if someone has rejected truth, if someone is not interested in truth and instead is seeking to have power or to manipulate positions and so forth to personally benefit, that's a different story altogether. Those folks, in my estimation... Are the closest thing we have to modern day um Pharisees, right? The folks that Jesus really went toe to toe with because they were trying to manipulate and to put people under the heavy hand of their own personal oppression. This is this is how groups that have power have operated throughout history for, for a long time. At one point in time, depending upon the circumstances, you could use brute force because there was no one else that could stop these. Super powerful individuals, the Genghis Khan types. But as society has evolved and pure force was less likely to work in many instances, people resorted to manipulation. And this is what what people have done. They have been these so-called leaders, these so-called elites, the know-it-alls, as Rush used to call them, the wizards of smarts. Wizards of Smart, the technocrats, the authoritarians, the autocrats, the people who think their job is to dictate what needs to happen and you and I need to follow. These folks are growing in number. They are increasing in stupidity. They are increasing in boldness, which may even be more important for us to recognize. But they have abandoned the very principles, the very foundation that are the bedrock it's the bedrock of our civilization, of, of Western society. These folks if Kyle Rittenhouse did not act in self-defense, then do you know where that leads us? I mean, because I again, the interpretation I read of of, of from one of these lunatics on some I think it was on quora actually. One of these lunatics said that there were three people who tried to disarm Kyle. R- yeah, they were trying to disarm him. They were trying to knock the guy out, or in some cases, shoot him dead or beat him to a pulp. What in what universe? In what universe is that a logical explanation? I am fine with people having different views and opinions and so forth, but at some point, it becomes objectively ridiculous and objectively dangerous for these people. To even be able to have any sort of, we should ignore people who say stupid stuff like that, my friends. And if those people get on a jury, if those people, God forbid, get on a jury of of the next person who's going to be charged um, almost vengefully by some prosecutor or what have you, I mean, where does this end? This is this is inexcusable behavior the prosecution i mean the the way that they presented this case the arguments i think it appeared to me that they had a political axe to grind here this was this was purely a political trial this represented a lot of things that go on in our society these cultural battles these worldview battles this idea of rioters being peaceful protesters and anyone with a gun being someone who's just trying to wipe out a whole group of people indiscriminately which is just simply not what happened and now now I'm not, look I'm a guy I I'm not a a fan of of our current uh, civil court, I don't want to say the system but the way it's being used and abused. There was a time in my life when I had intended to go to law school. Yeah, I don't like to admit this very often, but this is true. Because I wanted to be, I wanted to be a judge, and I wanted to throw these idiotic, moronic cases out of the courtroom and try my best to find ways for these people who file these frivolous, ridiculous lawsuits to be held accountable and to pay at least compensate for legal expense uh, expenses um, and to have consequences for bringing uh cases before a court that have no business being there. This this is a major problem in our society today. Right? We we have a group of people who literally have learned that you can become wealthy just by waiting to sue somebody. I fully reject that. I don't like that. I do believe in justice and there's a time, right? There is a time when taking someone to court to recoup financial Damages and so forth is legitimate. In many cases, it is not, in my estimation. but in this particular case with Rittenhouse, in this case with Rittenhouse, we of course know about Nick Sandman and his uh, well, we don't know the final disclosed I don't think they disclosed the final numbers of the settlement with CNN, but it was a healthy chunk of change I think. If Rittenhouse decides to go after these media outlets who literally called him a murderer, they did—they called the guy a murderer before. It, these are journalistic no-nos, right? Alleged, alleged murderer of—I mean, you can say those things. because he—he was alleged by the prosecution to have been guilty of X, Y, and Z crime, but to just come out and say that, or to say his victims—who was it that said that? His. Uh, his murder victims or some stupid comment. I mean, he if he decides to pull the trigger and I again, I'm not a fan of this, but I do think that his his life has been majorly affected in a very negative way by the way that the media has portrayed this young man. And I think he should go after them in court. And when the dust settles on this, if he decides to do that, which I, it appears that that's what's next on the agenda. I think, if that is what happens, then it may end up making the the Sandman, uh, Nick Sandman, settlement appear to be chump change. Which I've, I don't know what the numbers are, but I think he sued for two hundred and fifty or two hundred and seventy million, some such number. Anyhow, there are people out there. I, look, we have people there, – there are more people today who are open to being persuaded to truth, to a worldview rooted in constitutional conservatism. I, I fully believe that. But there are also people out there who are insanely – who are getting more insane by the day. They're, they're digging their heels in. They're refusing to accept reality and logic and sense and reason, and they hate this. They are blinded by their rage. In this country, they are blinded by the rage uh, towards people who would use a firearm to hurt someone, to stop someone who was trying to harm them physically, cause great bodily damage, or even worse, death. Right? One of those, at least one of those perpetrators, were armed. But the point is, we know some of this, but the degree to which the left, the radical left, refuses to accept reality is sometimes – I. it's totally predictable, but at the same time, it's still stunning to see it. It's still stunning to hear and to witness someone go to the lengths that they go to explain away what Rittenhouse should have done, and it's as though they've told – they didn't even possibly envision themselves in that circumstance. In fact, this one idiot – Said that if he would have just put his gun away, the incident would have stopped. Is she? Is this serious? I mean, the, these people are full of rage and hatred. I mean, it, the idea that he is the problem in that equation. And again, I'm not saying he should have been there, but to, that's not what the question of the law is. The question of the law is whether or not he had the right to use deadly force to protect his life given the circumstances. And it is completely obvious to anyone who has any interest in being fair-minded and reasonable in these matters. And I've got to take a break. Long in this segment. Lots to get to today, but I wanted to comment on that since I was out last week. Again, the right I hesitate saying this. I will rarely do this, but the right verdict was made here by the Rittenhouse jury. Justice was done, and I think more justice can be sought by holding these folks in the media. And heck, I don't, know, I don't know what the recourse is for the prosecutor, but this something has to be done. There is no way in the world that the charges being brought against Rittenhouse ever should have seen the light of day. So more justice need to be sought out in this particular case. I think it will be. We'll see as things unfold, but I've got to take a break. You're listening here, my friends, to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. It is good to be back, back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. By the way, program brought to you in part... Brought to you in part by Friji and Free G Auctions and I hit the wrong button there. Friji and Free G Auctions and Marketing. They have a... In fact, they've got some uh, auctions coming up between now and the end of the year. Actually, between now and early in 2022 that might pique some of your interest. In fact, they do an annual uh, firearms auction. I believe that one's on... New Year's Day. You can check out the uh, the website for more information on that. Freegeauctioneers.com, F-R-E-I-J-E, auctioneers, with an S, dot com. And it doesn't matter where you are for many of these. Now, some of these auctions you have to go on site, which is fine, too, because they're located here in central Indiana, just a little west of Indianapolis. But some of these are also, uh, can take online bids. So wherever you are some of these auctions you can still participate in free g auctioneers.com check it out so i want to talk i i i'm hesitating here between the the break because i'm thinking about other things i want to get to and i want to make sure i do this because i don't want i don't want to go too far past uh into the program before i mention this uh, but i i want to say a couple things about about our trip to disney um good trip good weather um but I there, there's a couple things I want to share and one of them <laughs> one of them is a little bit entertaining I think it is to me anyway um I think it was our maybe our second day there um there's buses that take you from the resorts to the uh to the parks and I'm not sure I I might have been the and we might have been going to Epcot I, I don't remember but anyway maybe the Magic Kingdom I'm not sure we're going we're on the bus and it, in fact disney i believe i believe they're having trouble getting um you know bus drivers or whatever they're hiring some uh they're contracting with some other third party bussing companies for this and so one of those buses pulled up now you have to wear your mask on the bus and you have to wear your mask inside at Disney you know how this well I, I'm just gonna it's, it's a game now it, it is a game this is silly nonsense but hey Disney it's Disney's prerogative right I mean I, I this is Disney's prerogative if people don't like it they don't have to go but I, I went I didn't like it but I think it's stupid And I'm gonna tell you I think it's, it's stupid I really do the, the idea that these masks uh, are, are are doing anything positive to me is is absurd at this particular point in time with what we know, um, what the science actually tells us. I think it's amazing to me the amount of people who say, well, well we got to do something. Okay, so let's wear masks over our face. Well, what if the something we do, we do is actually not beneficial? Or wor- better yet or worse yet, what if... It actually is worse to do anything. I mean, we have to think about this stuff. And as I've shared before, and I'm sure someone's going to try to censor me over this, but this is the truth. There were the, the, the previous eight or nine studies. I, I went through this. I did a program on this like probably a year and a half ago. The, the studies that showed that wearing masks, Now, this was with the flu virus, did absolutely nothing to stop the spread of the virus. In fact, one of those studies, one of the eight or nine studies found that it actually increased it because people wearing masks were more likely to touch their face, getting germs on their hands and transmitting it that way. Which again to my point is all this is all problematic. I mean it, it's 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 just silly. It I've this is what I, I've said this. I've been consistent on, with this. Um, I, whatever. But that's the policy at Disney, right? And so there was a bus driver. And in fairness to Disney, I don't think it was their bus driver. I really don't. I think it was a contracted bus driver. And w- as soon as he pulled up, he, he kind of was a little bit aggressive at first. He said, hey, you know, have your mask on before you come on this bus. So then you walk onto the bus, and this particular – most of the Disney buses, they have uh, seats like around the perimeter of the bus where you're all facing inward. These buses had seats like – it was a charter bus. So you were facing forward. So there were two on one side, two seats on the other, an aisle down the middle. You couldn't sit in the front row of seats. That was was, uh, blocked off for social distancing for the bus driver. In fact, there was also like a a plastic – Sheet that hung down behind the bus driver, should he or she want to pull that, or I guess, around them so as to prevent all the people who were crammed in the back side by side from infecting the bus driver. If again, I this is this is absurd to me, but it is what it is, and here we go. So he was kind of a little bit, I think, unprofessional at first. He was just basically, and if you know, he in his defense, maybe he had people that weren't complying and that were giving him grief all day. Our bus had done none of that, right? Get your mask on, sit down, you know, sort of thing. Then he gets on the microphone once we're sitting down, and he begins to lecture us on mask wearing. And he makes a comment, and I'm probably, I don't know, maybe seven or eight rows back. I'm on the right side of the bus. I'm on his left side because he's standing up there with the microphone. It's coming over the loudspeaker's. And he's, he's, I mean, he's basically jumping our cases, I think a little aggressively. I mean, not, not excessive, but we're customers, right? It's not just, hey, can you, you know, make sure you keep your mask on. That's that's the policy of Disney, you know, um, please respect that. That's important to me. Okay, fine. That wasn't what it was at all. It was basically jumping us as though we were already challenging him. I, I'm not aware of a single person that did this. So then he proceeds to tell us that it is federal law to wear a mask. As soon as he uttered these words, I get a look on my face like, you're full of crap, dude. And I start shaking my head, no. And he's looking right at me. I mean, this is like, timing was perfect. I had a look on my face like, you're totally, you have no idea what you're talking about. And then he said, yes, it is federal law. And I said, it most certainly is not federal law. And then he said this Disney law, whatever the world that's supposed to mean. So this turned into a thing. In fact, I found out later that evening that it apparently was talked about by the other people on the bus because other people on the, that I hadn't met or that weren't on the bus said, said there was a guy on the bus that was – it wasn't an argument. I mean it was a disagreement. And I never once tried to take my mask off. I never once did anything like that. But to me, everyone on that bus needed to know – that it is not, and I want to talk about this next segment. It is not federal law. It is a dictate that comes from the executive branch via executive order and CDC rules. This is not a law. This is important. This is imp- Same thing with the, the situation in airports. It is not a law. Now, there are law, if you don't comply with, say, the airport order, that is a violation of federal law, but not because it is a law. I'll explain all this after the break. But it's not because it's a law that we have to wear a mask. It's that Congress has abdicated its authority to the executive branch, to the CDC, and the CDC makes up these rules. And so the law gives the CDC the ability to make rules. But it's not a law that that we have to wear a mask. I want to explain all this because it is important – When I say we're in a technocracy, we're in an autocratic state, we're in a bureaucratic state where we don't have any direct say over these things because they go into these nameless, faceless groups of people who are making rules and dictates for the American people. And we can never hold these jokers accountable. In fact, you can't even fire them because they're probably insulated by, you know, with with union and tenure and all sorts of things like that. But I want to talk about this. I think it's important. And I'm long in this segment. Quick timeout. Listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. I want to clarify something. I'm not suggesting that a mask doesn't do anything. I think in certain circumstances, like if if you're actually sick, are coughing and sneezing, it can it can stop the the water droplets, uh, but it's not the idea that it's going to stop all the germs is beyond patently absurd to me. That's uh, you know if you're if you're in a healthcare professional, if you're in close proximity to people, if you're sick, that kind of thing. Okay, that's a little bit different, but just to throw masks on people and just and the game that's played is just so silly to me. You can, you know, when you get up at the buffet, you put it on, but you sit down at your seat and take it off I to eat, which is better than the one joker, and uh, I think he was in Australia, that actually told people to drink through their mask, which I'm waiting. Biden, you saw Biden was not wearing his mask over the holiday weekend. Biden doesn't know what's going on anyway, but he didn't have his mask on after preaching to us about why we should, of course, wear a mask. But this, this situation with... The bus driver, I, <laughs> I mentioned that it became, I, later in the evening we were going back home, and and this was on our trip to the Magic Kingdom. I just looked at my my, uh, my phone, and by the way, I'll tell you, <laughs> well, I'm not gonna do that. I thought about, it. I haven't the 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 bus number has got a number up there. I took a picture of it, but we were in the way to Magic Kingdom. I saw some pictures later that day, so it was on the way to Magic Kingdom, but, um. This, apparently, um, this story made its rounds to the other... There were groups of cheerleaders down there that marched in the parade, and I was talking to other parents that evening on the way back, and they said, yeah, there was some cheerleaders who said that there was an argument (laughs) between the bus driver. It wasn't an argument, but it wasn't... It's important that we understand it's not law. But I'm going to read this to you. So, there is... The CDC... Which is a part of the executive branch it's the bureaucratic state these are unelected officials these are people that are there for as long as they pretty much want to be there right unless it's some appointed position and then it does matter who the president is because they might put their own their own person in there you know Biden might put in this, uh, someone in that position that um, Hunter Biden's been bought by or some such thing <laughs> but but um in, in general, if you're in that agency, in any of these agencies, you the things you have to do to get fired are off the charts. I mean, you have job security for life. I mean, you make good money, you make more, as we've talked about before. in the federal uh, government positions pay more than the private uh, their, their private counterparts, and they're sec- you know they're secure. Um, and you can basically force people to do stuff. So a lot of people love this, love to be able to make these dictates and edicts and so forth, and everyone just dutifully oblige and or face consequences, right? This is – power is an elixir to many. I would say virtually to ev- almost everybody, I and mean, this, is, this is just human nature. But CDC relies – I'm looking here um, – from a website called viewfromthewing.com. I actually dug on this quite a bit. CDC relies on its power in 42 U.S. Code 264A, and I'm going to read this quote, to quote, "...make and enforce such regulations necessary to prevent the introduction, transmission, or spread of communicable diseases from foreign countries into the states or possessions or from one state or possession into any other state or possession." it goes on to specify examples of what might be required and and this is where it gets dicey right because when a law lists examples a good lawyer can say well why is the example of what we're doing now not listed does that imply that it wasn't actually given this this agency wasn't given that authority and i think that's a very valid position so here are the examples listed in that law so congress passes a law long time i don't even know when this thing was this is a long time ago passes a law in general i mean we're talking years and years ago has nothing to do with covid basically says hey cdc we're we're giving you our responsibility we're going to pass it over to you you're a different branch of government but we're going to basically abdicate our authority to make law and allow you in circumstances that I guess you deem necessary to stop the spread of communicable diseases. um, We're going to empower you to make basically your own rules. And here's some examples of what you can do. Inspection, fumigation, disinfection, sanitation, pest extermination, destruction of animals. Oh my heavens, I just... I hope the animal rights folks don't know that's in there. But, and I'm not advocating the destruction, but that's in there. Destruction of animals. Or articles found to be so infected or contaminated as to be sources of dangerous infections to human beings and other measures as in his judgment, CDC director, I'm presuming here, may be necessary. So, what is the law? Now this is important. the Congress didn't pass a law that say masks are required on aircraft or on Disney buses, as this bus Nazi told me. Instead, what they did, long time before COVID had nothing to do with COVID except for it had to do with in general, communicable diseases, which in, in that relation, in that sense it did, of course, had, some, had something to do with COVID. But the law is that we're going to pass that responsibility to the federal, uh, to the executive branch, and specifically to the S- uh, Center for Disease Control, and let them make their own rules to prevent these diseases from spreading. But it doesn't say anything here about masks and so forth. So it's imp- it is just critically important to understand this. Congress, first of all, in, in the nearly two years we've been going through this, Congress could have voted. Congress could have voted to continue the mask mandate or not. They didn't, right? They did not do that, which I think is a problem. And of course, I'm a purist here. I want to see us go back to constitutional government. But anyway, this is, this is how we operate now. Congress is passing off its responsibility to make laws to the CDC in this case, which may or may not be legal when you get down to it. But it is not a federal law. What is a federal law is that Congress passed that off to the CDC, and unless Congress explicitly, I guess, or a court explicitly says this this is not actually fulfilling the law, that's where the violation would come, if that makes sense. But Congress did not pass a law. This is critically important to understand. This is Civics 101. Congress did not pass a law mandating masks. The CDC did that through the power given to it through a law by Congress decades ago, I think. And now they've used that power. You see what, this is why it's dangerous for Congress to start divvying out these responsibilities. This happens not just with this. This happens on a lot of levels, a lot of levels. And by two years, Congress should have spoken uh, on this, either vote to implement it and keep it in place or not. It's one thing if it's an emergency type situation, time is of the essence. I understood that. I said that back at the time. For a short period of time, I understand these actions, even if they're not necessarily the right ones, just given we didn't know things. But now we do know things. Congress has been silent. The CDC's continue to force this crap on people. And now the Disney bus driver and presumably all those people on that bus thought that it was a federal law that they're a mask. And it is not true. It is not true. He was factually wrong and he didn't even know it. Quick timeout. Oz is telling me I got to take a break. And she's right back in just a minute. Welcome back. What a lot of people were thinking on that bus, <laughs> I'm telling you, and I think maybe some of my family or some of them was, man, don't get us kicked out of this place, man. We can't, we're here to have a good time. Just, just, you know, don't ruffle feathers here, man. But look, I was not doing, I kept, I kept my mask on. I wasn't suggesting I was going to take my mask off. I was just pointing out, to both the driver and to the people on that bus, that Congress has not spoken on this matter. And that is critically important. I know that it may sound like splitting hairs to some people, but it simply is not. It absolutely matters. And I've run really bit, really long these other segments, so I've got to take a break here. But that's just the way that it is, folks. It matters. People need to understand. We can't expect people to vote the right way if they don't even understand how much we're being jerked around by these authoritarian, totalitarian uh, totalitarian types. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. Just the winning moments here of the program. I think that this, this code was most recently updated, and I'm not an attorney. I don't even pretend to play one on this show, but it appears... For my limited ability to uh, read these things that um, the most recent version of this uh, of the code was passed or voted on in 2002. I could be wrong on that. These things can sometimes get complicated, especially for a legal novice at best like me. but anyhow, I just it matters. These things matter. These things matter tremendously. I mean I think if that's accurate. We had someone decades ago voting for something that they didn't even know would be an issue. I mean, how do you hold people accountable for stuff like this? You can't, and people think it's a law. What are you supposed to do? I got to go. Have a great day. It's great to be back. SDG, see you tomorrow. Take care.